Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. I'm your host, Bishop Earl. I thank God for this opportunity, and I thank the volunteers who make this possible. I was an active Latter-day Saint for over 60 years. I have a love for the LDS people. And, but we know that there are faithful Latter-day Saints questioning and even leaving the church, some because of church doctrine, some of, because of church history. Others just can't keep the commandments. They don't fit in. They feel guilty or frustrated. And there are others who just don't feel like they can ever do enough or be good enough. We pray that the message you hear tonight will give you some hope that uh, it's okay to question. It's okay to, we really want you to study. We think that's a big step. And once you do, you'll come to realize that there is life after Mormonism and that there is a wonderful, joyful walk with Jesus Christ to be had. I'd like to begin with a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we ask for your spirit to be with us tonight, that the messages that are shared, the stories that are shared will touch hearts, will soften hearts, and will allow people to realize that there is a wonderful opportunity to come and draw closer to you. And we pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen. We'd like to welcome Hillary Gardner. We had your husband on last week. It's nice to have you here, Hillary. And now you can finish telling some of those stories that Grant didn't, didn't tell us all, all, all the good stuff, maybe, or something. But before we begin, just tell us a little bit about your time as a Latter-day Saint. You were born in the church, were you? I was. I was born in the church, and my entire life I was very active. My family was very active. Um, my parents did divorce when I was eight years old, and... I just remember being in primary and singing um, Families Can't Be Together Forever. You said, sang it that way? I did. I did. I sang it that way because my parents got divorced and that was pretty upsetting. But um, both of my parents, my mother and my father, remarried two years later. Oh. And they... Both extremely active and, you know, married active LDS people and so then I had four parents instead of just two (laughs) so and they but they remained active in the church even though they and how many siblings how many brothers and sisters did you have well now (laughs) well I guess from the first parents uh, just I just have one brother and one sister okay from my mother and my father and now you have some steps now I have a lot of step and half and yeah I have six younger sisters and four younger brothers I'm the oldest so okay were you active in the church then growing up with uh, even after the divorce though I mean you were able to Mm -hmm. to that was kind of um, my comfort zone yeah that was where I felt comfortable and if, some stability maybe yes huh? stability yeah. if there were anything you know if there was anything going on at home I wanted to be at church oh that's, wow 
that's where I felt comfortable. Yeah. So now, did you did you attend seminary? And oh yes, seminary. You know, graduated from seminary four did years. You? Mm-hmm. Young women, of course. And oh yes. All the youth conferences Young and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Would you say yes. you had a testimony of Joseph Smith and the Book of Mormon, oh, the prophets, and the church? Yes. Yeah. I did. I knew that the prophets were prophets of God, and that. The Book of Mormon was from God, and I just knew that I was where God wanted me to be. Yeah, so. and we bear that testimony every, or not every Fast Sunday, but it, even as people get up and bear their own testimony, we kind of re, reinforce that testimony of, that we have, don't well, we? And We do, and yeah. yeah, I was definitely a regular Yeah, as far as bearing testimony. I... Yeah, got up constantly, all the time, you know, to to share my testimony. I wasn't shy. Yeah. Did you ever so, have one of those campfire experiences where you oh, bore, yes. bore testimony? Camp. Yeah. Girls camp. And they all take yes. a turn and bear their testimony. Yeah, that was... Now, those uh, are sincere testimonies, aren't they? I mean, we... They seem to be, yeah, yes. Yeah, I mean, we feel the spirit when we're there. Mm-hmm. So this... Uh, We'll eventually get to this, but your dramatic walk and and all this, and uh, now as a as a Christian, that's that's just so different, really, from what we experience as as active Latter Day Saints, it isn't is. it? It's night and day, really. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that in just a minute. But now I know you had a goal to marry a return missionary oh, in yes. the temple. Yes. And you met that goal. Oh yes, uh, <laughs> a little prematurely because my plan was to go on a mission. Oh. And so when we started dating and started getting a little bit serious, he said... Um, now this I, was after his mission, right? Yes, yeah. after his mission. He's five years older than me. And so we met and started dating. And I said, I want to break this off because I'm going on a mission. Oh, what did, what did he say? He said, I thought everything was going great. Yeah. What, you know, what happened here? And... Yeah, I said, my goal is to go on a mission, and I am definitely going to to do that. Yeah. That's, that's my plan, and, and you're not going to mess it and, up. And he had other plans? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did well, he keep talking into something else, I guess? Huh? Well, I just, we were only broke up for not even a day. Oh. <laughs> it didn't last, and, you know, I prayed about it a lot and really, really felt like this is who I needed to be with. Wow. And God did have a plan. Yeah. He knew that Grant and I needed to be married and be together, and it's just 17 years, just barely on Saturday. And, and it's so. been wonderful, I'll oh, bet. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. Now, so you went through the temple just the night before you got yes. married or sealed in the temple. Yes. Uh, how was that experience? What did you feel in the temple? You know, with everything that I had been taught, I knew that it was supposed to be a very spiritual experience so that's that's what I remember that's what it was because was that's really? what I'd been told because if if this and this are supposed to happen that's that's what that's what happens in your mind whether it really does or not yeah you know and we're faithful we're just like little faithful people and we go in and now that yeah. I had questions there were a few things that came up maybe with you too oh, but yes. you just figure well I know family's been through this so many times I'll eventually understand yep. it and right did you go back often as a married yes, couple we did um, when we 
found out that there was a big possibility that we probably wouldn't be able to have children, we went to the temple very frequently. Mm. We went to the temple quite often to pray and fast about what are we supposed to do, Yeah, you know? Because that is a big thing, isn't it, it to is. have families? And Grant shared a little bit about how frustrating that was in Provo and other places probably where you were mm-hmm. always quizzed about where the kids are. Yes, and, yes. And we, we often joke that we lived in, uh, we lived in West Valley City for three months and everybody says, did you live in Salt Lake? How long did you live there? Well, we lived there three months too long. It was... <laughs> It was terrible, but the worst part of our experience was actually in, in Orem. We lived in Orem for a year and a half, and yeah, everyone was just very, um, they just didn't think about any, you know, they weren't thinking about our feelings at all. They just bluntly would ask, yeah. why don't you have kids, you know? And I actually worked at a beauty school in Provo, and... I remember one day just getting so upset, and I said, if one more person asks me why I do not have children, someone's going to get hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully nobody asked you. (laughs) No. They knew I was serious, and I think they just, oh, back off. Do not ask. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there is such an emphasis on the family, and when you're not... There is. And not exactly. Now, you mentioned the divorce. That that even in and of itself is kind of a, okay, now it's different. I mean, there are a lot of divorces, but still that's different in the Mormon culture because you want families to be together forever, like you're saying families can't be together forever. Right. But the same with having little ones, and that's part of the... Yes, it was a very difficult time in my life. I actually asked God, what did I do wrong? Oh. You know, why, you know, why is this happening to me? I was very beside myself and I had, you know, gone through, okay, I've done everything that I've been told to do. I've done everything and it was very upsetting to not be able to get pregnant and you would see pregnant girls and you would just have to turn and not look at them because you'd be so upset wow so it was it was a very painful experience which i am so grateful that you know that god brought me out of that experience and when i was lds and we were living in orem actually my um, my prayer was, what do we do? What do you want us to do? And I opened my scriptures right there on the coffee table, and Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 just jumped off the page at me. Wow, what does it say? Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not on thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Wow. And... That was my life scripture. That's it's been my life scripture ever since then. Trust God. Because I knew, okay, we just need to trust in God. We yeah. just need to trust him and he will take care of us and he sure has. Now at this point you had no doubt about the church. No. Being true. None. So what happened to kind of change that in your mind? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is that I was in Um, a sounds choir summer musical in Idaho Falls at the Civic Auditorium. And the gal that played Belle, 
she was the lead. Um, I and my beauty school students were there to assist with the hair and the makeup. Wow. And the director said, I want Belle's hair done this way. And I said, well, I know how to do that. I can take care of it. So every single night I did Belle's hair and we got talking and she was such a shining light for me. And I knew without even asking her, I knew that she knew Jesus. I knew it. She just radiated God's love. And did you ever ask her if she I was did. LDS? I did. I said, <laughs> are you LDS? And she said, no, I'm not. And I almost fell off my chair. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And so, you know, we continued to be friends and continued to, to talk. And I asked her questions and she said, let's look in the Bible for that. And she invited me to come to church with her. And so I did go to church with her soon after that. And did it you feel just, awkward doing that? Did you feel like you were um, um, kind of breaking the rules? For, I did a little bit. I yeah. felt like, should I be doing this? Yeah. You know, and but I really prayed about it, and I really felt like she has something that I don't have. Wow! I knew that she had something that I didn't have, and. I wanted to know what it was. Even though you'd been raised in the church and you had a testimony of the yeah. church and Joseph Smith and Book of Mormon. And Very much so. Yeah. And actually, she prayed, she told me later that she prayed to God and she said, if I get this part, please use me to bring just one person to you. Wow. So... For me to find that out later and know that was me. Yeah. God designed that whole thing. <laughs> it was by divine appointment that brought, that I met Linda, and she's one of my very the, best friends. Uh, did you so, share this with Grant, I guess? Um, I did, actually. He was saved six months before I was. And so he was with his brother, Logan, and I asked him what he was doing. He said, I'm being a missionary. I'm going to go, you know, teach Logan that the church is true. Yeah, he was doing this Book of, Mor right. Book of Abraham thing and trying right. to teach him. <laughs> yes. And so... That was during this six-month time? Yes. That he was... It was, well, no, I went to church with Linda, and actually she prayed for me for three years. Wow. For three years, and I stayed in touch with her. We talked about every six months, and yeah. we'd keep in touch and, you know, come to find out her friends and people from her church I talked to later, and they were all, <laughs> they were praying, all praying for, for me. You. They were all praying for me, That's and God answers prayers. Yes. And when Grant was saved and he decided he wasn't going to church anymore... Um, Did you feel that was rough for you, probably? It was awful. <laughs> yeah. It was six months of hell on earth because I thought everything is going to change, your I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, I I asked him, "What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing to our marriage, to our family?" It was. What did he say? It was heartbreaking. Did um, he say, "I just don't believe the church is true anymore"? Or? He did. Was he it did. The, a lot about the Book of Abraham? And he talked about the Book of Abraham and about Joseph Smith, and he introduced a lot of ideas into my mind that I'd never thought about before, and I said, well, I just don't want to hear any of that. Yeah, of course. I, I, don't, want to, I don't want to listen to any of that because yeah. that's not where I want my life to go. I'm, comfort so, I'm comfortable where I am. Yes, I, as a matter of fact, I told him, 
if it's not broke, don't fix it. I love that. So, <laughs> and it, you and you didn't feel like the church was broke, so why bother? Well, I didn't feel that I was broke. That's okay. I felt that I had a strong testimony in the church, and that everything was fine the way that it was. And after I went to church by myself with the children for a little while, we went back and forth and back and forth to where. Um, I asked him if he would come to church with me on Sunday. You're talking Sunday, about Latter-day Saint Church? LDS okay. Ward, uh-huh, on Sundays. And he said, I'll go with you if you come with me. <laughs> so uh -oh. we began going to Calvary Chapel, and we went to Calvary Chapel on Saturday evenings, and then we went to our LDS Ward on Sunday mornings. Okay. And that lasted for a few months, and I really had a hard time. I was really fighting internally. What should I do? What, you know, which way should I go? Well, what was the message on Saturday nights telling you? Well, you know, at first it felt really good to be there with my husband. Yeah. And the children were in Sunday school while the adults were in the sanctuary listening to the sermon. Sanctuary so would be a chapel or it's for like the a chapel. Yeah. Yes. And we, uh, we just thought, wow, this is great. We're not fighting with kids yeah. during this, you know, and it was so, so much easier to not worry about what the kids were doing. Yeah. It was easier to listen to the message and focus. And, and what was the message on? You know, every time it included something about Christ <laughs> and something that, that, yes, something <laughs> in the Bible because we learned verse by verse and something in god's word that pertain to us today yeah and you know it really it really touched me but i was still so confused because of my upbringing sure. and so i asked our daughter uh there at church i said which church do you like better mommy's really confused and i don't <laughs> care what your answer is i just want to know help me here <laughs> yes and and I just know that children are so in tune, yeah. and so I've turned to my children for a lot of answers, and it's just been amazing. But she said, Mommy, every time we come to Calvary, I learn about Jesus. Wow. And I said, then what do you learn about at the other church, yeah. at the ward? Yeah. And she said, I learn about some other guys. Wow. And that hit me right. so hard. I just thought, and it's so true. Wow, that is so true. <laughs> that is so true, and I just, I just needed to hear that. You know, yeah. God just gave her the words to speak, and that's what I needed to hear. And all time. this time, this Linda and her group's praying for you, yes. I guess. Yes. And Grant's probably praying for you Grant's too. Grant's praying also. Yeah. Yes, and it was wow, an amazing experience. He brought home a video from church, actually, lifting the veil on polygamy is what he brought home. Oh, yeah, I know that one. And I cried straight through that whole movie. I was hysterical because I knew the things that they were telling me were true. I knew that Joseph Smith had 33 some odd wives, which I'd never, never heard. Never heard, I know. Never heard before in my I life. I neither, yeah. And all these things that they had said, I thought, wow, really? You are kidding me. And I, yeah, I just knew that I needed to do something, and I prayed, and Jesus answered my prayer, and He, I knew that I was not where I needed to be. I wow. knew that I needed to make some changes, and Grant woke up the next morning, and all the LDS stuff was gone out of our house. 
<laughs> so what did he say when you told him, I've, I think you're right? Well, he watched the video with me, and oh, he saw so me he bawling knew. through the whole thing. He knew it was affecting you. He knew. Yeah. He knew, and I think he was praising God that it yeah. had happened, you know, that this day had finally come, and for us to both be saved and to have the opportunity to raise our oh. children in the truth yeah. and raise them to know Jesus is undescribable. It's amazing. It is. It is. And it's so different. I, I know we talk about being a new creature, being born again, and just uh, there is something different about that relationship between the two. And the Bible? There is, yes. Uh, do you feel about the Bible? You know, it used to be that I would know stories of the Bible, but I didn't know the Bible. And now the Bible is such an amazing book, and I know that it's of God because no matter what's happening in our lives, we can search and study, and the answers are right there, <laughs> right there in the Bible. And yeah. That's not how it used to be, yeah. you know. We didn't look to the Bible for answers before. Well, I think one of the great disservices that Joseph Smith did, besides the cross and a couple of other things, but was right. to put doubt in our mind that the Bible is not trustworthy. Right. It says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word shall not pass away. And yet we, right. as Latter-day Saints, they, we just don't have that confidence in anything. And anything the Bible does say, we, we make it suspect. You know, we don't trust it or figure there's... Right. So you probably know more about Mormonism now then than you did as a Latter-day Saint like many others. Of course, because I've done a lot of studying yeah. and I've taken a lot of notes. Um, my dad in particular says, I don't want to hear anything that is anti-Mormon. I don't want to hear any of that. Yeah. And so I say, okay, Dad, let me get my notes. Let me get my notes, the things that I've studied and the things that I have written down yeah. so that I can tell you for Or even myself. read the Bible. You right. know, let's read some of the scriptures right. in the Bible. Right. Yeah. It's very nerve-wracking to yeah. talk to Mormon friends and family that do not understand why I am where I am. Yeah, so your family has been, I mean, all these step family, uh, step members and all that, mm -hmm. to, are they, any of them searching at all or listening? I believe they are. Uh, I have some that prefer to just keep their distance. Yeah. And I think that's because they're fearful of what I might say and they don't want things to change. You know, yeah. just like my parents don't want things to change. But I have been involved in musicals at church, and my parents have come and supported me oh, that's nice. in those musicals. So yeah. that's a that's step in the right good. direction. That's a start. You know, as a Latter-day Saint, there is a certain fear factor or something you're not really willing to look. Now, as a, as a Christian, I, I just don't think there's anything we can't look at. Right. Is there? I mean, there's nothing that comes along or that we're not that we're afraid nothing to look that at. Nothing I can think of. You know, I didn't think that as a Mormon, I didn't think I was in chains until Jesus saved me and I listened to Christian music every single day, every <laughs> every minute that I can, and the words of those songs have spoken to me and really revealed to my heart that yes you were you were in chains you were in bondage and now you are free and yeah. wow 
what an amazing experience to have that freedom in your life and to be able to tell your kids we're going to be christians and for them to go yes (laughs) this is going to be great you know and they may not fully comprehend what that means but they were ecstatic they were so excited and so appreciative of the walk and and that you're able to do it with with grant with your family oh yes they they love jesus they love church and we have bible study with our kids every night and grant and i started attending bible studies quite a while ago yeah and the kids kept saying when is our bible study (laughs) when do we get to when is our bible study you know come on yeah so so yeah we started bible study with the kids at their request and it's awesome it's great so there is life after mormonism oh my goodness is there life before before you are a Christian and before you have Jesus in your life. Yeah. I I really attempt to forget a lot of those things, which it's difficult, as yeah. I'm sure yeah. you know. You were twice as long as I was. So. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> That's okay. But, you know, it is difficult, and family makes it even more difficult because they yes. aren't willing to look, and you know that if they would that they would realize that they're following a gospel of Joseph Smith, that he has added another gospel. If they would just read the words of Jesus in the Bible and understand what Paul wrote, they'd realize that there is no um, marriage for time and all eternity. And this is all stuff that Joseph added. Mm -hmm. And that the heaven and hell concept, you know, celestial kingdom and all that stuff is just, and it makes it, your life miserable because you're judging others and they're judging you very much so yeah. i was very very judgmental yeah. of other people i would see someone wearing a cross which i wear now <laughs> and i just thought wow they must be a terrible person yeah and the cross now means so much to us oh my goodness my daughter even asked me can i wear a cross to school <laughs> and i said that's between you and god you need yeah. to talk to god about that because you will get comments you will get yeah. kids asking you questions and Oh, Hil- she, Hillary, I'm sorry, our time's oh, all you're gone. Fine. You're, you're fine. You're so sweet. That's fine. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.